Welcome back to episode 96 of the Red Seat Podcast. This is your host, Jake Devron. Today I am joined by both Brian Joyner and Matt Collins of Over the Monster to discuss the Red Sox uh, playoff series, the uh, ALDS. It is finally upon us. Um, but the big news today, I have to say, is uh, something that I know Matt's real happy about is uh, Kyrie has announced his plans to stay with Boston at the end of the year. And uh, this is kind of fitting, I think, as... Uh, as we open up a playoff series against the New York Yankees, because uh, Knicks fans were really getting themselves in a lather about this guy coming to coming to New York. No Knicks fan actually expected that to happen. Yeah, they don't expect good things to happen. Yeah, a real Knicks fan expects nothing but pain. <laughs> I guess that's all. Except for of... except except they believe in Porzingis. The real Knicks fans, they really and with well, good reason. Well, they should, yeah. Yeah, but I think they believe he's really good and he's also going to get hurt every year. No, they believe in him. I know, due to my geographic location, I know some real Knicks fans. Like some of them are my best. Some of the Knicks fans are my best friends, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's all it's all Porzingis. It, and the two the two pillars of the team are Porzingis and Dolan selling. So the second will never happen. So they, yeah, that's never going to happen. Do you think Kyrie's timing was, was trolling at all because the Red Sox-Yankees are about to kick off? No, I don't think he has anything He was to meeting do. with the season ticket holders, right? Yeah, it was a right. season ticket I don't really take it that seriously anyways. I mean, things can change. Oh, but if he goes back on this now, he's going to be villain number one. No, but yeah. watch this. Ainge could trade him tomorrow, right. and Ainge would not be villain number yeah. one. Yeah. I don't think Kyrie but... cares about anything like that. I don't know, but I'm happy about it. Um, but anyhow, you're sick too. We should note that yes. you and Matt are both sick. Yeah. So I'm gonna do the heavy lifting today, and I apologize in advance. <laughs> uh, Red Sox Yankees is finally upon us. Uh, Matt wrote today a, a column about the few times that the Red Sox Yankees have met in the playoffs. Uh, Did just, you know it was only three? No, I was shocked. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, when you think about this rivalry, you think it's, you know, you just think back forever. But I guess it wasn't really a rivalry up until, like, the 90s. Well, no. It was a rivalry before that. But the rules just didn't allow it to happen for a long time. Um, It couldn't happen before the wild card. card. Yeah. Yeah. And then even... Before the second wild card, they couldn't play in the division series. That's right. It's eliminated another round for it to happen. So it makes sense. I was just surprised. I'm actually not sure that I agree. Wait, this is the third time, so the only other two were 2003 and 2004? No, no, no. This is the fourth time. It is the 99, too. Oh, yes, I remember that. Thank you, Rod Beck. (laughs) Rod Beck was awesome. I Um, mean, I love him, but that was a tough, tough spot. I actually don't think it was a rivalry before the 90s, though. And here's why I'll say that. I think, you know, 78 was a thing. Um, But the Yankees kind of stunk for a while in the 80s. And then, you know, the Red Sox... Jake, you say that. And I used to make that argument around my friends in New York. And some of them know um, they're they're very informed baseball fans. Mm -hmm. Did you know that the Yankees won the most games out of any team in the 80s? Really? Yes. Wow. It's I guess crazy. it's it's just they were just bad in the late eighties when people were 
like people roughly our age because we're 10 years apart uh were paying attention mm, okay or born in your case well i guess the other thing i would say is just that the red sox only recently ever won back-to-back division titles for the first time in their history so the uh the yankees just were doing a a whole shitload oh. more winning than the red sox ever were. i don't think they could have also gone with world Rodgers. series titles well um, yeah <laughs> and that they didn't win one for there's, I mean, there's still been animosity between like the teams and the fans, though. So I think that defines the rivalry more than anything. Okay. It wasn't a rivalry until like 2005. The Yankees fans got worked up by Boston fans, but they did not give uh, a shit about I, Boston. I, think I was here. Trust is me, trust me. I was here. They did not give a flying shit about us. Okay, so it's after now, the first World Series is when they started to really care. I would honestly say that after the second one is when they started to really care because anyone first, could win You know, in modern. No, I did, I did, but like. Well, you know what? I, don't I care wrote about, about this earlier this year that even 2013, because you could chalk it all up to Poppy. Like if you if you were a desperate Yankees fan, and the, this is the way they look at it through the lenses of stars. I don't blame them because they've had all of them, um, but. They're like, oh, that was all Big Poppy, which is why this team is so important to me. This series is so important. Okay. So let's talk about this so, series. So this is the, the the Red Sox team that can prove that the Red Sox can hang without Big Poppy. <laughs> it well, no, they've already proven it. I think this is and they're this is um I wrote this column earlier in the year. This is the team I've waited my whole life for. There's no baggage. It's straight up our team versus your team. Mm-hmm. Nothing else matters. It's been 15 years where we've been better, and recency bias, let's even the scales totally. Bing, bang, boom, game one tomorrow, today, when you listen to this. Yeah, it sure doesn't get much better than this either. Red Sox coming in at 108 wins, franchise record. Yankees coming in at 100. Uh, Yankees did take care of business. Severino in the uh, AL wildcard game against the Oakland A's. Did you guys have any uh, thoughts on that game? Did either of you get a chance to watch it? I fell asleep in the second inning, so no. Bry? <laughs> I tuned in for the first time in, like, the fourth inning. Uh, or, no, in the third inning, right when they, the Yankees were done scoring four runs in a row. And I immediately turned it back off. Yeah, Judge Judge came early and fast with the kill shot. And that yeah, was, I saw that home run, and that was about it. It's just it's incredible how much power that team has, and I don't think we've mentioned it on the podcast, but they have set a record for most home runs of any team ever in a single season. So uh, they can they can kill you. They can kill you real quick. Um, and that was evident. And I was I was actually thinking before the uh, game started that the A's were, you know, a team with a really good shot to win that game. I thought the bullpen thing was going to be kind of interesting, but I wonder if they screwed up by putting Kyle Hendricks first because he's far from the Liam best Hendricks. reliever. Liam Hendricks, yeah. Uh, he's far from the best they had. Yeah, that was weird. They have like a lot of good relievers. Liam Hendricks isn't really one of them. What about so, Liam Hemsworth? Is he is he one of them? He is, indeed. He's a, uh, he's a good looking man. I would have started. Uh, what's his name? Petit. Pettit. Yusmero Petit. Name. Yeah, I love what? that guy. What? I love him. He's a. He's a man. That dude just sticks around. 
Wasn't he on the he sticks around the He sticks around the smart teams. He's a Sabian guy, right? Brian oh, Sabian? What? He was with the Giants for a while. Yeah, he was with the Mets to start. Oh, um, really? Like, in the minors, like, way back. He's with, yeah, he's been all over the place. So, did you guys hear the thing about um, Cashman and Bean being out to dinner during that game? No. I heard something. I don't know if it's true, but I heard that they were out to dinner and didn't know their results of the game. Like, they decided to just go out and eat instead of painfully watch the game. Wasn't that Billy Bean's thing? You guys watch the games? Yeah. Or was that just like a money ball myth? No, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. That's yeah. a thing that he doesn't do. Um, but it would have been kind of funny to be the server and like come over and be like, hey, Judge and Chris Davis have home runs. Wouldn't you like to know what happened? <laughs> <laughs> probably get fired immediately. Yeah, probably so. So I, I guess let's get to it. Uh, tail of the tape between these two teams. Um, the starting pitching has been announced. Uh, even though the Red Sox official ALDS lineup is not yet out. Cora said it was going to be out today uh, as we record this yesterday, but then uh, he decided not to put it out today. Um, pitchers are going to be as follows. Game 1 is going to be J.A. Happ versus Chris Sale. Game 2 is going to be Masahiro Tanaka versus David Price. Game 3 is Rick Porcello versus Luis Severino. And Game 4 is CC Sabathia versus Nate Eovaldi. Um, <clears throat> the one thing to note here is that Price uh, is going to get to go at home as well as Chris Sale, uh, which I think is good considering Yankee Stadium. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I think Price would have started game two no matter what, but it's definitely better that he's at Fenway. Yeah. Any uh, any thoughts on those matchups early on? Like any of those that you feel really good about or feel really bad about? I like when Chris Sale pitches. Yeah. Attitude. I mean, yeah, the, is a the, killer, though. the problem is that um, the problem insofar as we have to fill a podcast is that these teams play each other all the fucking time. Yeah. And they're just playing again. Um, and uh, I, I think that what I take out of it is if to me, I look at the Red Sox season, the only aberration is like the first two weeks of September. I'm much more likely to write that off as the aberration that has passed and i guess that the end too um the aberration that has passed and that uh they're going to go back to just uh mulching teams right now now that's convenient for me to think that but i think that that's the smart take at least you think uh, i mean take get, is smart? <laughs> i think well i think my take is smart but i don't know because i'm not smart enough to know mm, fair enough um, I would say in terms of the pitching matchups, game two, I feel the best about. Um, the Red Sox have smoked Tanaka all year. Um, game three, I feel the worst about, especially if Severino looks like he did last night. It's a little scary. Poor Cello at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, but the, <laughs> I, I agree with you. But Porcello is just... Yeah, you never know with them. Out of all the guys, you just got to put him out there. Oh, absolutely. 
Because wasn't his the best game of his career against the Yankees this year? Yes, I was at that game. Yeah, that was yeah, that was oh you were, of course. Yeah. How many of these um, games do you go to, Jake? You go to like every fucking Red Sox Yankees uh, game. I did I don't have tickets to any of these, but I did go to every uh one of the three Red Sox Yankees series at Fenway this year, at least one game. What an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, it was Matt, a good year. in two thousand and two and two thousand and three I went to every regular season Red Sox. Yankees game at Yankee Stadium. I've never been to a Red Sox Yankees game. I sat in the bleachers every time. Um, it was something, and then I was at Game Seven in two thousand three. That was. Um, oh, that sucks. I think you told me that before, actually. Yeah, it wasn't great. Anyhow, um, that's a great game to have been at, Jake. But it it is proof that when Porcello has it, even the Yankees cannot get to him yeah. i mean that was i mean i mean there's nothing there's no way around it the yankees are an amazing team i mean emma bachelieri um of sports illustrated picked them to win the world series and uh, it's not crazy i mean they're great no, it's definitely not crazy do you guys know what the breakdown was of uh red sox wins versus the yankees at um fenway versus on the road because no. they won the season series ten to eight, right? They did. Yeah. I don't know what the breakdown was. Because they have the four wins uh, the, from the big sweep that basically won them the division. Yeah. And then they only took one of three in the last series of the year. The first series of the year, I was at a win, so I know they won at least one of those. That was the Sale Severino game in April. Uh, so that's at least five wins. But I'm not sure. So I know that they they had more wins at home than they than they did on the road. Looks like they had seven wins at home. I think. So this I'm could be important. Right. I mean, if if the, the Red Sox are starting home, they're well rested. They play better at home. Um, Fenway is not the easiest place in the world for lefties to pitch in, even though J.A. Happ's been good. Um, you know, I, I, I think that those first two games are certainly winnable. And if you're in game three, like Brian said, I think Brian makes a really good point about this. Like being on the road in New York, why not Rick Porcello? Like out of anybody else, like he gives you just as good of a chance to sneak one out as any of those other guys. I mean, I think the Red Sox are as good a team as any in baseball. Their rotation is not the Astros. And if you're not the Astros, having Rick Porcello as the guy that goes out there, that's good. You know, that's pretty good. He's going to have a really short leash, too. Yes. I mean, if he's not – they have Wright and they have Rodriguez in that bullpen. They can both go along if they need to. I'm a little surprised in, in some ways. I guess – that they, I mean, right? And Rodriguez had his own amazing start in Yankee Stadium. Yeah, exactly. Porcellos was at home, but Rice was, but Rodriguez was in Yankee Stadium. You know. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Is just that um, Rodriguez has been really good at Yankee Stadium in his career. So I'm a little surprised that they decided to go with Porcello instead of him. I think it's already, I think it's already lefty thing. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. I just think that performance-wise, it's kind of surprising because Porcello hasn't had a great record at all in the playoffs. He's been shit in the playoffs. No, I don't think there was a, they were ever going to keep him out of the rotation. How short I do you think that leash will be, though? 
Very. Like, first inning he runs into trouble. Is Erod warming up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I guess it depends on the first two games go. But, um, I mean, as long as Sale and Price go relatively deep, yeah, I think they'll get somebody up pretty quick if he Porcello looks like he's struggling early on. So that game you feel good about, though, game two, Tanaka versus Price, those guys couldn't be much more different in terms of the postseason success they've had. Yeah, I don't care about that. Um, well, you got to explain that. How do you not take that into account at all? I mean, I just the Red Sox have always been able to hit Tanaka. It's the same reason I'm worried about them against Happ in game one. They've always struggled against him. The Red Sox have always hit well against Tanaka. Um, I mean, I'm a little worried about Price, just like I'm a little worried about everyone in this rotation, I guess. But I'm not I – mean, I could easily eat these words. I'm not super worried about the Red Sox offense against Tanaka. Brian, how do I you agree. Think? No, I agree. I, I mean, I'm I'm totally um, with Matt, and if anything, I'm a little bit less afraid of Hap, not because he hasn't been great against them, um, but just because you're an old guy and you're trying to spin some magic again against a team that has two MVP candidates who are righties, you know? So... I mean, hold on. They don't really have two MVP candidates because Mookie is winning the MVP. So technically, like, you can't – there isn't a second candidate. Or if there was, it would be David. So if you guys had to give an advantage one way or the next, starting pitching, who has it for the series? The Red Sox. Uh, the Red Sox very slightly. See, here's the thing, but I, I'm count. I guess I'm counting uh, Erod – in the quick backup category. Yeah, I don't so know if that, do that. Well, I did, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, what about that fourth game, though? That's a really interesting one because Sabathia uh, has been a Red Sox killer, but uh, Eovaldi has actually done really well against the Yankees this year. That's an interesting matchup in its own right. See, that there, that right there is the small sample size, just like Bonanza. Um, not that Sabathia has a small sample size against the Red Sox or anybody. Um, but he, uh, the Eovaldi against the Yankees as a Red Sox is obviously a small sample size. But I think for a game four, that's totally fine. That's just like, you know what? Go for it. See what happens. And then you back it up very quickly if it doesn't work. Yeah, I feel like game four is like, I mean, at that point, whoever's down to one in that series is going to manage that game totally different. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys isn't replaced by the game one starter. Um, and if not, they're going to, I mean, they're going to manage it. Like, I mean, it's an elimination game. So at that point, I think the starting pitching kind of goes out the window because it's somebody's going to be managing for their life at that point. This is provided the Red Sox don't sweep. Well, I said if there's a game four. Somebody <laughs> has to be down 2-1. All right, so you both say advantage Sox there for starting pitching. Uh, I'm going to say starting pitching. Man, I want to say even, but I go, I'll go Sox. I'll go Sox barely. Um, bullpen. This is where uh, we've talked about it a lot this year. Um, how big of an advantage is the New York bullpen over the Boston bullpen here? 
it's definitely an advantage. Well, I don't. I think a better way to say it is like the bullpen is better. Um, okay. It's a well, no, but what I mean is like it's a potential advantage. It has to come into play. Well, it's sure. not like, um, and it's also situational. So like, it's definitely a positive, relatively for New York, but. Um, it has to come up for it to matter, and it will come up in some in some way. But it's just a it's a function of how often it comes up um, to determine how big of a role it plays. So I'm not as worried about it as I could be for that reason. You know, with two offenses like this, it does seem like bullpen's going to get some run. Yeah. Except for we just talked about how good the pitch, starting pitchers were, you know? Like, uh, no, I, l- let me correct that a little bit. I definitely think that, that these teams are even in starting pitching, but I don't feel necessarily good about either of these teams starting pitching against each other, if that makes sense. Like, I think the starting pitching is good, but I I think that there's going to be a lot of bullpen action in this, in this series. No, definitely. Yeah, the starting pitching quality. is good and the hitters are just better. That's what it is. The Red Sox have always hit well against the Yankees relievers too, which is weird because this, it feels like there's too much talent for that to keep going. But I mean, they've always done well. I think the X factor for the Yankees is Zach Britton because I mean, he hasn't been that great since coming over and he, he goes through like these stretches where it looks like he's back and then he falls right back where he can't hit the zone anymore. So if he's still not pitching well, I mean, that's, that makes their bullpen a lot less scary. So hopefully, I, I don't. I, he pitched last night. I don't think he pitched very well. No, he he didn't. I just like the good. box score. Yeah. So hopefully, I mean, if that continues, the Yankees still have the better bullpen, but it's not as big of a gap as like the name value would suggest. I guess. I 100% agree with that. I think the Red Sox have have had a lot of success against this bullpen, and I've been kind of on this for a while now. Is the the Yankees bullpen is much more name value than it is actual on the field value. Well, Batances has come back to his name value in fairness. Yeah, Batances has been great lately. But I do um, think Batances has not been Batances versus the Red Sox. Well, and Chapman has never been Chapman. Or has been bitten by the Red Sox. So, I mean, is this as close because of the Red Sox uh, relative success against the bullpen as, say, the rotation is? Or is this still sort of a big advantage for the Yankees? There's a scenario where the Red Sox can play up to the Yankees or even, like, surpass them with their bullpen. But it's not the most likely scenario. Um, I mean, if Barnes looks like the first half Barnes... Brazier is the best version of himself. If Rodriguez is like an absolute monster, and there's a lot of ifs, but the Red Sox have the potential to be that bullpen. Uh, but the Yankees, I mean, this is, this is a clear advantage for them, whatever way you slice it. Even if it's not as big as some other people might suggest, it's still it's still there. Brian, you feel the same way? I was looking at Instagram pictures of my kids. I wasn't listening. <laughs> You're the only right healthy there. one on here, Brian. Come on. It's a great picture. I took it. I can't explain it. It's very great. Anyhow, um, 
I disagree with you, Jake, and I agree with Matt. I, I didn't actually say anything. <laughs> okay, well then you know where you now you know where you stand too. Uh, all right, well the uh, the Matt and Brian agreement continues. Um, <clears throat> let's get to the lineup. This is where it gets interesting. Uh, catcher, we have Sandilion and Blake Swihart. I guess we can throw Vasky in there as well. Versus Gary Sanchez and Austin Romine. Which uh, which crew do you like better there, guys? Yeah, he's easy. Yeah, I agree. Not really uh, any question there. And uh, I, Matt, I, think I you know who would question you know who would question it really? Who? Yankees fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, they right. hate Gary Sanchez. But Sanchez you know, still has like a 130-something WRC Plus versus lefties this year. Do you think Yankees fans know what WRC Plus is? They don't know what uh, hot water is. <laughs> oh, man. Killing them. I love it. Um, Matt, you wrote about this in the position piece today. Is there any extra insight in the numbers that might steer us one way or the next on this one? Um, Sanchez is better than I mean, he's been bad this year. He's he's put up a 89 WRC plus. He's definitely better than that. But um, the way he's hitting, he's not that much better than that. But still, um, Sandy Leone would kill for an 89 WRC plus. So you you're saying it's pretty much a coin flip at this point. Who's going to have a better <laughs> career, Blake Swihart or Gary Sanchez? Sure. Right. Whatever gets us to move on from this topic, best. Uh, first base, Mitch Moreland and Steve Pierce uh, versus, <coughs> excuse me, Luke Voigt, uh, who is apparently some sort of demigod now, and uh, maybe Neil Walker backing him up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. Probably the Red Sox, unless Luke Voigt is still a Gorgon. I yeah, it's, it's so weird. weird. I kind of think it is too, but I would it, it would Luke Voigt in Yankee Stadium. I don't know, man. Luke Voigt hasn't really been like a Yankee Stadium product. He's just been like a out of his mind. Like he feels like a guy who's gonna come crashing back down to earth, but I think it's gonna happen next year. I'm a little worried this is gonna carry all the way through October. I also feel like he's the guy who could fall flat on his face in October. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that. I think this is close, and I mean, I think it just depends on how much you believe. In I feel momentum, like this, I it guess. doesn't matter. This is like it could end up mattering, but as far as like trying to rank it, it's a very you know exactly what you're getting from the Red Sox. I I disagree though. I think an inordinate amount of the Yankees' offense has come from Luke Voigt over the last month, so I I don't think you can discount it. I think it's He's been the engine. Yeah, he's that a could. big part of their offense right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, things happen in baseball for six weeks or so, or less, and then they stop happening. But we haven't seen um, this stop happening yet. Right. Well, but it's about time. The Red Sox lost a lot of games too. It's about time for them to stop doing that. Brian, I'm going to translate this for you. You are wrong. You're wrong about Luke Voigt. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to say clear advantage here, Yankees. See, that's crazy to me. You're looking at the last month and saying they have a clear advantage now. Okay, Moreland hasn't been good in since 
before the All-Star break. And yes, he but he's been good for more than a month in his life. Yes. I'm not saying you're wrong. Like You could end up being right, but this is very recency biasy. But we're in the recent times. That's I understand we, that's that, we but have to measure. as you know, as you know, tomorrow is another day. I think I think I lean towards the Yankees too. I don't think it's a clear advantage like Jake says, especially because the Yankees are scheduled to throw a couple lefties and Steve Pierce is obviously a lefty killer. And I also wouldn't be terribly Why would surprised. that be good for the Yankees? No, it's good for the Red Sox. Yeah. It makes it closer. Um, I also wouldn't be super surprised to see Brock Holt maybe sneak in at first base. And if we're talking about guys who have been hot over the last six weeks, I mean, he's been red hot. So if he's in there, maybe I feel a little differently, which is crazy to say. But I don't know. I just feel like voice, like I said, I feel like he's not going to slow down until next year. I mean, but I'm really not basing that on anything. I just feel like this is the hardest is the hardest one to judge because it, Voight is just a wild card. So it's just, yeah, he definitely is. Basically just predicting what he's going to do. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the next spot, second base, is Ian Kinsler versus Glaber Torres. I think we'd all agree this is a clear advantage for the Yankees, but I wonder, uh, going off what you just said, Matt, about Yeah, I don't Holt. know if Kinsler's definitely the starter. Right, I'm wondering... I think it'd Holt's be Kinsler and Holt, run. depending on the hand of the pitcher. Yeah, I could see that a little platoon though. Well, Kinsler definitely gives you the better defense, right? But For sure. Holt's swinging a hot bat right now, and you need all the offense you can get. So, I don't know. Which which of these guys, if <coughs> if you're guessing, has the more playing time in the series? I think Brian's right. I think it's going to be a straight-up platoon. Well, I think Holt has more playing time in the series because he doesn't just play second. But I would guess Kinsler plays more second in the series. I still don't feel that bad about Kinsler, like the same way I do when, you know, Vasky or Leon comes up to the plate. Because Yeah, I mean I might as well be coming to the plate when Leon's coming to the plate. <laughs> right, but, no, but I Kinsler like, gives I, you he gives you a professional at bat even when he's struggling. Like he, he takes I feel like the playoffs are a great off. time for Kinsler to show that off. Right. He's yeah, not gonna get cheated in the playoffs. He's not gonna look like a chump. I hope not. Um I don't really feel great about Kinsler right now, but that could be recency bias. For those counting at home, we have three advantages Yankees so far in the lineup right now and the bullpen. Not great, Bob. Uh, Third base, Devers and Nunez versus Miguel Andujar. Matt, who you got? I think you have to go the Yankees again. I don't think it's like a slam dunk, but I mean, based on what they've done this year, I think you have to go and do that. I agree, but I also think this is sort of like first base. If Devers hits hits the ball, that changes it 100%. Devers obviously has the upside, and it's not like unrealistic upside to just go crazy. Yeah, I think you got to give slight advantage New York, and I agree with both of you, even Brian, that um, this is a slight advantage, uh, very much like first base. Um, shortstop, our first win maybe, Bogey versus Didi. I'm going Bogey here. Except for you know how Matt loves Didi. I do love Didi, but I think you got to go Bogarts. I think yeah. it's close. Don't get me wrong. 
Didi's great. He's definitely better defensively too. They're both good uh, baseball players. Yeah. Um, this is a tough one for the Yankees to lose one, but fuck them, they lose. Yeah, Red Sox uh, with bogey and with runners in scoring position. Yes, please. Didi's okay. another uh, team Netherlands guy too, right? Yes. A couple of Netherlands guys. Yep. Couple, actually, Didi's uh, actually from the Netherlands. I didn't know that. A couple of products of European uh, imperialism. So, yeah. Um, left field, Benny versus Kutch. Benny. Benny. I don't think Benny, it's... Benny by a mile. I don't think it's by a mile. It's by, okay, it's by 20 feet less than a mile. Well, that changes everything. <laughs> that's a 20-foot win. I, that's what I'm hearing. McCutcheon's been really good. He has been. The Yankees. Yeah, I mean, his his destiny was to be on the Yankees from... No, it wasn't. 10 no, years. But that no, happened. Okay, no way. my best friend since college is a Yankees fan. He lives here. And he said literally 10 years ago, he's like, he needs to be the Yankees center field. He needs to be the Yankees They say field. that about literally every good baseball No, 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 no. He had, he had a hard on for McCutcheon. Listen, so anybody with hearing, McCutcheon's hair. I personally have been hearing about this for a long time. Whatever. I'm not surprised he's good on that. He's he, been like revitalized by this lineup. Yeah. But uh, I still go Benny, but I think it's pretty close. I think Benny's got him by miles in, in actual talent at this point in their careers, but Kutch has been on a ridiculous heater lately, and Benny's actually been pretty cold. So I unfortunately think this is going to play a little closer than it should be. I think that Benny is really good at situational baseball, so I think that'll help. By the way, Tom Brady is 14 for 15 tonight. I just want to point that out. That's good. That is good. Uh, JBJ versus Aaron Hicks, two of uh, the center fielders with the most rockety of rocket arms out in uh, all of baseball. Uh, this Hicks. is going to be nice, nice defensive play here. Hicks. Yeah, I agree. Offense carries it for Hicks. He had almost 30 home runs this year. Hicks is awesome. I think He's it's Hicks, too. I think it's closer than you guys are giving it credit for, though. Whoa, whoa. I didn't give him a margin, okay? Well, you guys are just so quick with it. And you're ready to move on. What? I think Bradley's a significantly better defensive player. And I know Hicks is really good. I think Bradley's just that much better. You think Bradley is better defensively than somebody? Significantly better. Mm. I agree key, with you, Matt. Keyword the. I think he's he's a lot better defensively. Um, and offensively, I think we got to give JBJ some credit. He's been a he's been way good. different player in the second half. Yeah. So. I mean, Hicks is like Hicks just draws walks in like every other at bat. And so that right there, I think, gives him the edge because he's always on base. But Bradley's not that much worse. All right, so we're going edge Yanks, but barely. Um, right field, Betts versus Judge. There's no question here, right? We're going where everybody's going, Betts? Obviously. Yeah, Just crazy. Here, Judge. Aaron it's Judge crazy. It's crazy that the first no-doubter for the Red Sox is – Against Aaron Maybe these are probably these are the two best players in the series. Oh, no question. Yeah, it's just it's fun that they're at the same position and they're also the exact opposite in terms of size of human being. I, I do think it is worth noting though. Judge has had significantly more postseason success than Betts has had. Judge has been an absolute animal in the playoffs. Uh, well, he's played one more series than him. Or two more series. Well, he's also had the benefit of playing 
well, benefit, not really, but he has played uh, three wild card games at this point too, which has, or at least two wild card games. Um, so and he's been, he's homered in both of those. Yeah, he's played 14 playoff games. Mookie has played, sorry, baseball reference is going really slow, seven. I mean, Mookie's played seven playoff games. I don't really think we should care at all about how he's played the postseason. And he hasn't been, like, terrible. He was he was decent last year. I mean, he wasn't bad. But we got to give Judge OPS. some props for how good he's been in the playoffs, too. Sure. I mean, it's 14 games, and that's definitely not nothing, but... Uh, the, Brewers I mean, the Brewers won. Brewers won. Bruce Sorry, listening audience. Listening audience. Baseball reference. You already knew this, but the Brewers won. Uh, DH, JD Martinez versus Giancarlo Stanton. The total right. Okay, next, here. next, next. It's can we just talk good. about? Can we just talk about that tweet that Matt sent before the year about uh, with that picture of Giancarlo Stanton saying JD Martinez doesn't look like this or something like that. That's like the um, that's the equivalent of the um, Mike Lombardi, uh, Doug Peterson Super Bowl head coach. Oh, it's so good! It's probably my it's, favorite. It's tweet. hard. It's hard to be on that level because, in order to make a tweet that that's, hum- that's that humiliating, you have to be important enough for pretty much everyone who's trying to pay attention to you is able to know who you are. And then just be wrong about the single biggest thing in the most 180 degree way. Uh, it's so incredible. Good. And he it's... doubled down on it so much. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah, Mass had, had been banging that drum even like as late as July this year. He was yeah, still it's crazy. To... It was uh, it was pretty ridiculous. They uh, got into some trouble today. Oh yeah, what happened? Yeah, they. Uh... I don't know how much trouble it was, but they. I don't know, they were just, like, shitting all over Yankee fans in, like, a very strange way, calling them, like, Goombas and saying that it was all, like, Goombas in the crowd. That was very weird. Huh. I just I saw a blog post about it, so I don't really know the full extent. Interesting. Okay. Is Sal Palantonio really mad? <laughs> he was, he's, he's literally, he was on a um, board of Italian-American journalists who were, they were against the Sopranos because they thought it was too scary. That was like a, yeah, that was like, I remember that being. That was a thing, thing. right? That was a thing. I remember that. So right now with the whole lineup, oh, we didn't really make our calls, but we obviously think JD is a way better hitter than Stanton, right? Like he's the complete package. JD Martinez is probably the second best hitter on the planet, maybe third. I think Trout's the best. And then JD Rivado. And then bets missing somebody, yeah. Bets, I don't, yeah. The only thing that bets is it, it, it bets depends so much on uh, hand speed that I feel like I think Matt is doing this in his head. I thought you were going to say bets to the photo, but I understand about it. I don't, honestly, I was just thinking, bets has done this. I didn't even think about bets. First of all, I think of bets as more of an all around player, which is stupid because obviously Trout is too. Um, but also, Betts has done this, like, this is his first year going, like, this bananas. All the other guys have done it, like, a bunch of years. But, yeah. I mean, it's not crazy to put Betts in the discussion, either. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. he's definitely a top five hitter in baseball. 
just on hitting. Yeah, sure, ball. sure, sure, sure. Uh, right now, how we have it, we have it six advantages for the Yankees to five advantages for the Red Sox. Uh, let's get to the bench here. Red well, Sox. Well, I think I think that's a little misleading, um, because I mean, so many of those are coin flips, and like the right field and DH, like we all just those were like slam dunks. You know what I mean? Well, how so, I mean, let's let's not let's every go advantage is So slam dunks, the Red Sox have JD and Betts clearly. Um, and Yankees for slam dunks, it's catcher and second base, right? Do they have any other slam dunks outside of those? Everything else was pretty close, right? Well, I guess bullpen. Bullpen would be a slam dunk. Yeah, we talked about that. That wasn't, like, as bad. But, yeah, you're right, I guess. I, I think even though right field and DH are slam dunks for the Red Sox in terms of who we'd rather have, the fact that the guys on the other side are Judge and Stanton make that yeah. pretty close. That's pretty wild. But, I mean, that just shows how top-heavy the Red Sox are and how amazing the top of the roster is. Oh, absolutely. That they're, like, lapping those guys. Um, for ben- I mean, what's the what's the, what's the the position with the biggest difference? Catcher? I think Probably it's catcher. catcher yeah. I'd rank it catcher, then bullpen, then maybe... I guess it depends what you think base. of Sanchez's defense. I don't think it's. Do you separate the bullpen from the closer? I would just go with bullpen as a unit. Mm. Depends how they plan to use Kimbrough. They, they better be planning to use Kimbrough better than they have for the last couple of years in the playoffs. It depends on how much faith you have in Kimbrough, too. Uh, I'm not doing this again. Just saying. It's legit. It's not. Is it? He needs a map to find the strike zone. Easy, Jake. Should we Sound talk left. about benches? Bring uh, bring that, bring that sign to his Hall of Fame induction. Uh, I won't. A map of the strike zone. I certainly won't be going to his Hall of Fame induction. That is definitely not something I'll do. Uh, benches for these two teams. Um, Sox bench. Matt, who's it gonna be? Uh, let's see if I can do this off the top of my head. Swihart, Vasquez, Nunez, Holt, Pierce. <laughs> Obviously, some of us different platoons, but that's five, right? Yep. And for the Yankees, it's looking like Brett Gardner, Neil Walker, uh, Romine, probably a Denny Echeverria. Um, who would be the other guy they carry? Tyler Wade, maybe? Wade or... Wade. Torres. I think Wade's been Greg playing Bird over Torres. Greg Bird is was inactive for the wild card, as was Torres. Those two were both not on the roster. I wonder if they carry Greg Bird as a pinch hitter. Because he's a lefty? Yeah. Yeah, that might make some sense. Yeah, they also, I mean, for the same reason that they've kept him around this whole time, they do like him. Um Voight has made it easy to play Voight, but they do like Greg Bird. Yeah, he was like the big guy, the breakout guy before the season. I still think he'll have a better career than Luke Voight. I think probably. So. I've never been a big Greg Bird guy, but it's probably a safe bet. He actually does Greg have a face like a bird. Like uh, D from Molly's Honey? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. 
Um, all right, so which unit you guys like better? <laughs> I know the Red Sox. I do too. Uh, yeah, me too. Just because I don't think hard. it's that close. <laughs> so seriously, I think it would be better if they weren't carrying three catchers too. But it is what it is. Well, Jake, when you were talking about first baseman, who could sneak in there? Don't forget about Blakey. Yeah, Blake could sneak in at first. Because I feel like, as much as I said, like, I wrote a column this week saying Blake Swihart should now be the starting catcher. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think he's going to start any games because – Well, he's definitely not going to start for Sale or Purcell. I just mean at any position because they've talked about how he's their pinch runner. And so if they're not carrying Lynn, then that's the only guy. So I, mean, I don't know if they're going to that. I get that. that as the best use of your resources. I just wish you had better resources. I would rather have Lynn on the roster than Vasquez, but we've gone over that before. I like Lynn. I like his versatility. Uh, I agree with you. Um, we can have Lynn Sanity, too. Brian, serious prediction. What are you, uh, what are you going here? Oh, I'm not making a prediction. What the you fuck? You have to make a prediction. What do you mean? I'm not making a prediction. Why, Why not? I don't... Because... What's your reasoning here? What, are you afraid to get roasted online? Yeah, seriously. What is the point? What's the point of anything? We're What's all going to die. Exactly. What is the point of anything? <laughs> this, is, this is a podcast. We're supposed to make predictions, man. Give the people what they Fine, want. I'll say, I'll say Red Sox and four. Okay. Same. I'll say Sox in five. Not a lot of diversity on this panel. There's no well, bias I didn't here want to do. I didn't want to do it, so I would like to claim diversity. <laughs> um, I wanted to make predictions also for the Indians Astros series and talk about that just a little bit because I think that that has a potential to be just as good or not better of a series from a these are like perspective. these are just these are fucking. The AL field is strong teams going against each other. Like, these two matchups could potentially be the two best matchups in the playoffs happening right now at the same time. Right? Like, these could well, be better than the World speaking, Series. Well, speaking, whoever yes, won these would play each other. And that yeah. would probably be better, but, um, it's, uh, it's not a year where... First of all, the Red Sox have to be um, In theory, it's a year where any team that lost in the AL could be like, well, look who we lost in. But that's not the case with the Red Sox. Um, and then as far as predicting who's going to win a five-game series, that that's my bigger issue. It's like it's, I mean, I would say the Astros. Yeah, they do have the hitting to go along with the pitching. It's crazy, the pitching in that series, though. The, the starting pitching matchups in Indians-Astros, they're all, like, all-stars going up against each other. The bullpens are really good, too. Is Keuchel even starting? Would he start game three? Would he? He's the, probably the number four, right? Yeah, I think he's behind yeah. Morton. Yeah. yeah. So, so they like, oh, we have a, a Cy Young guy, but he's not going to start maybe because he won't hey, start. The games. Red Sox have a Cy Young winner starting game three, so. That's true. I think the the Indians actually have a better, better rotation <laughs> than the Astros. 
really when you look at it because Bowers rotation out too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But Jake and I understand Bowers great. However, fuck Bauer. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, definitely don't like everything he does, uh, or much of anything. But yeah, it's gonna be a tight one. I actually think it's gonna be. uh, I think it's gonna be Indians coming out of that one. So I'm the tiebreaker. Oh, yeah, Brian went Astros. That's right. Yeah. I say Astros. I think they're the best team in baseball. Interesting. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Um, let me ask you guys this before we get to listener questions. If the Red Sox don't beat the Yankees here, are you guys going to feel like the season was in any way a letdown? Yes, but definitely yes. It also depends on how they lose. Um. If they lose in five in an absolute classic, they could go either way, and there's lots of things that are just like effectively poker hands where the cards go against you. That will suck, but I will understand it. If they lose in three games, then yes, I'll be very upset. I mean, I'm going to be upset and let down either way. Um, It's not to say a race is 108 wins. I mean, obviously... This last six months have been incredible, but um, they've lost in the ALDS two years in a row. Doing it three years in a row would be pretty devastating, especially. Well, it's the Yankees to me. Like that's the problem. See, I don't even care about that. I don't care who they're playing. I would be upset not making it past the first round, no matter what. Um, not only because, but partially because of the takes. The takes would be strong if they lose another DS. And they might not even be necessarily wrong, but they will be strong. If they do anything but win the World Series, the takes are going to be bad. See, they're gonna they would be at a different level if they lost in the first round. That's true. Yeah, true. we're right now we're in like the the nightmare scenario is losing the LDS. Yes, I, I think they... it's going to be a disappointment of a year if they don't win the ALDS, and the reason why is because. We need to see progress, right? And 108 wins is great. You know, we we love that. This, this season's been so much fun, and I'm not going to take that away from it at all, even if they lose. But um, you got to beat the Yankees in the ALDS, and you got to show some progress. And I think that if you end up losing to the Indians or the Astros, either team will probably go on to win the World Series if, you know, they beat the, the Red Sox. Um, I don't think it's as bad to lose in the league championship as it is to to drop out after 108 wins in the DS for the third straight time. And if you make the ALCS, it's – like, given the quality of these teams, it's going to be a classic. I mean, it doesn't matter uh, who they face. It's going to be amazing baseball. So that – the problem with the five-game series is that you get three games where shit goes wrong. It's much harder to get four games of two incredibly good teams for everything to go wrong. So if they make the ALCS, even if they ended up losing, they wouldn't lose easily. And we will have also had the ALDS to look at. But my general thinking is that we should think of ourselves as the co-favorite with the Astros 
they're uh, they're the defending champions and they deserve it and they're if of anything they're better so um can you believe they improved upon last year's record they won 100 I, do. Wins I mean last this year. is like the english it's like the english soccer version of football where it's like the the good teams don't rest they strive to get better and there's like six of them and they're all just fighting amongst themselves that's what this is that's what the al is and the nl has a couple of them and then some isn't soccer version of football redundant, Brian? Yeah, I was a little confused on that. Yeah, soccer version of baseball. Um, I said the wrong name. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's the, has, it's, it's the has and the have-nots, but it should make for amazing playoffs. All right, I agree. Let's get to our listener questions here. Our first one comes from Otis Hart. And he asks, <coughs> excuse me, uh, at which, at what age does it come kind of pathetic to reply nice to a Michael Chavis MLB pipeline ranking, asking for a friend? Uh, Chavis is ranked 69th. What do you guys think? Never. As long as he's 69th, never. I'm gonna say 13. <laughs> 13. Um, I don't know if all 13-year-olds know to say nice. Um. I would uh, I would say never. So well. here, at this point, when everybody's growing up with the internet, six year olds know to say nice. I don't know, man. I teach uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth graders, and they uh, they don't all know stuff. I don't think. Well, they're hiding it from you. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> they, <laughs> You're supposed to teach them, Jake. <laughs> um. So next question comes from uh, Matthew Kitson. And he says, outside of the obvious Mookie JD sale, uh, <coughs> who do you think is the X factor for postseason success? Um, I would say I'm going to give two names because I'm going to cheat. Um, but I'm going to say Barnes and Rodriguez. Because <laughs> I do think it really comes down to the bullpens. And I think if Barnes pitches like Barnes did most of this year and Rodriguez pitches like he has most of this year with the added stuff that short stints should give him, that combined with Kimbrell is a hell of a bullpen. And that can make for a deep run. On the other hand, we've seen Barnes be really bad. We know Rodriguez can go up and down. So, um it could go either way, but I think that's probably what's going to swing October if any one position group does. Jake, I think it's Blake Swihart. Oh, why? Or I'm sorry. I guess I think I wish it would be some Blake Swihart. If Matt is correct, he doesn't play that often. Um, it could be someone as... Uh, my thing with the playoffs is the playoffs get sort of expanded on the national level. So if Benintendi were to break out of a snow slump, so to so, See, I don't think that counts. I, but right, but you get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, but I mean, we're not worried about the national perception, right? Why? Like, don't I don't think, to, I don't think any want, of the top four. No, you just, want to, you just want to stand Barnes. I understand, but and I we all agree we're going to stand Barnes. Barnes. No, I don't think any of the top four hitters count. And I don't think any of the top two starters count. 
Okay, bro. All right, yeah. You don't think anybody except for like the criteria that gives you the two guys who are obviously correct. I don't know. I think I have another good answer that one of you guys can take. Um, I think it's very clear that the X factor in this Devers. No. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. No, no. Yankee killer himself, Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce Pierce is going to single-handedly win the ALDS for the Red Sox. I remember very distinctly Steve Pierce being the death kneel of the the Yankees division hopes this year, and I'm going to love every second of it. I do think you're wrong, so I think that um, uh, I I hope you're right, but uh, Devers is a good, very good choice because – that's what we're talking about. If he if he just shows up and knocks the cover off the ball, they're going to win the series if he does that. So uh, you can't necessarily say that about the guys they expect to knock the cover off the ball. Um, I, don't, I don't think Pierce is a guy you expect to carry the series. You clearly do. So I do think that you would think that, Jake, <laughs> if that is your real name. I don't know what you're saying anymore. Um, next question, Jake. He says, which non-star would be your sleeper to have a big playoffs if the Sox go deep into October? Can we just answer this? this Are you quoting yourself? the same question. <laughs> uh, next question, Elijah Webster. He says, should Brock Holt start at either first, second, or third in the playoffs? Uh, we were kind of talking about second, and none of us gave him any chance at third because he's got a noodle arm over there. Yeah, definitely not third. I would say yeah, second. Yeah, no, they're set at third. Maybe first. I mean, yeah, I, I could, I could see it. You can make an argument for either first, first or second, and I wouldn't really argue too hard against you. Pierce is going to be too busy playing first, so I'm going to say. You think second. Pierce is going to play against righties too? I don't see why they wouldn't. Honestly, I don't. Know, I, I don't get why they don't give him more run against righties because he crushes every time he's up up at bat and like. He has had years in the past, specifically I think it was 2014 with the uh, Orioles, when he did do well against Reyes. Yeah, I mean, Kessler has two thumbs and wrote that on September 9th. Mm, I do think he's playing more. Yeah, Yeah, good. Very sick, but I still have two thumbs. Nice. I agree with you, Mr. Two Thumb Matt. Uh, Vinny has our next question. He says, why is Porcello starting Game 3 over Nate Eovaldi and Erod? Because Evaldi is going to be available out of the bullpen in game one. I think it's yeah, but I feel like that's also just part of that. If they didn't want that to be the case, they wouldn't make that the case. But I think the reason he's starting is that he won the Cy Young Award two years ago. He's a yeah. This is what I try. This is this, the whole thing with Swihart this year, with respect to Leon and Vasquez. Is the only thing I'm trying to do is acknowledge the realities of a baseball team. And the reality is if you have Brett Parcello behind David Price and Chris Hale on your team, he's going to start game three because the same reason we talked about earlier, he is capable of winning it by himself. That is not true of everybody. It's definitely true of him. Uh, when he's on, he's filthy. So That one game he pit, I mean, it was – that was that – was, one of the I mean, had best one. games I've ever watched start to finish for a pitcher. Avaldi had um, one like that same series. It's not quite as good, but still pretty good. 
Yeah, he did. Um, I, you I got that with... game too, Jake? No, I wasn't. I agree with Brian, though. That uh, that poor solo outing was like just about as good as it gets from the perspective of pitching for me. He was just hitting every single spot. It was amazing. Um, next one comes from Timothy Brooks, and he asks us, is Mookie terrible and a bum if the Red Sox do not sweep the Yankees? Yes. Take away his MVP award, melt it down, make it into bullets, and shoot them into his feet. <laughs> <laughs> that took some turns that I was not expecting. I uh, know. No, I love Mookie. Uh, something in German here. There for Ophizel um, asks us, what's better, 108 wins or not having to listen to Dave O'Brien anymore? I don't dislike Dave O'Brien, okay? I get that, like, he wears... I don't love people, him. But, like, he's I don't, fine in his job. Yeah, I don't love him, but it's not it's not like that. He's yeah, he's fine. Um, he just suck. He had to follow um, Orsillo, right? And whoever had to follow Orsillo. Was no, crazy. but Dave O'Brien is like he's a little slimy. He's a little like. I think he's slimy. He wants, he wants it a little bit too much. Yeah, he tries it pretty hard. But, um, I mean, and, Orsillo. That was part of Orsillo's thing is that he just like not a lot of people can like care as little as he did or at least like give off that air you know what i mean no i mean but here's the thing orsillo and remy were gold yeah but it's a new era and we have the natural resource now it's just not the main guy give me give me dave and eck and that's a fine booth is you guys Eck know and Remy together are that is the that is you the, guys know who's calling the Astros Indian series, right? Orsillo and Eck, right? Orsillo and Eck. That's the dream team right there. Yeah. I'm gonna watch every single one of those games in addition to them being great baseball games, but just for that. I might actually I don't listen to broadcasts unless I'm doing a recap of the game. I might actually listen to those broadcasts. Ah, <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um so I wanted to also mention, because we're on the Red Sox announcers, but um, Tim Neverett and uh, Joe Castiglione on the radio, who are usually great, um, were awful about that fan who hit the uh, John Carlos Stanton in the leg with the ball when he threw it back off the green monster. You would have thought that listening to those guys that they had taken like an RPG, like a rocket launcher. Yeah, I saw it. a lot of those takes. Oh my god! I yeah, it was a little extreme. It. it was ridiculous. I mean, they just kept talking about how dangerous it was. And at one point, I was driving because I'm I'm often driving when I listen to the Red Sox, and I love Castiglione. I think never I could take a leave, but they were pathetic about it, and I had to turn off the radio like three times. Get over yourselves, guys. He got hit in the leg. He gave no shit. What happened it. the first two times? What's that? What happened the first two times? I, you know, I wanted to listen to the game, so I turned it back right, there on. There No, I, I hear you. Like, Castiglione, I can see doing it just because he's old. Neverett, like, I, I'm i fine with Neverett, but he he can be, like, stayed, like, a little bit overbearing on the side of uh, propriety. 
I have a feeling he's whoever his uh, color man wants him to be. That's a Jake. Yeah. That's a good observation. Thank you. Whoever is he is the color man. So whoever his announcer, his main guy wants him to be. Yeah. All right. Well, that does it for the podcast. Uh, thank you guys. For Wait, you weren't going to go to John Leary's question? A question that why is Brian? You weren't going to ask. Nobody has an answer for that. Yeah, okay, good. Thank you, man. Impossible. Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. If you uh, enjoyed the podcast, please go on, rate, and review us. Uh, We've gotten a lot of those lately, so we appreciate that. Uh, We'll be with you throughout the entire playoffs here, Uh, you know, during and after main events. We'll probably have a few emergency uh, podcasts in here as well, so it might uh, be a little bit more frequent than our regular schedule. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow Over the Monster at Over the Monster. You can follow uh, Brian at Brian Joiner, Brian with a Y, Joiner with an I. Hell yeah! <laughs> you can follow <laughs> Matt at Matt R Y Collins, and you can follow me at Dev Jake, and we will be with you uh, next time. Nice. Is this the first use of sound effects on the spot. <sighs> I think it is. <laughs>